Video games, social media, sugary snacks and drinks, teeth whitening, shopaholics, tanaholics, workaholics, and road rage. Today's modern day uncommon addictions. How to recognize them and get out. You're listening to Speak Salt, equipping you to dialogue on today's overlooked topics in and out of the church. So we're talking about uncommon addictions today. This is something that is not uncommon, no pun intended, uh, as a conversation amongst Americans and and I'm sure uh, internationally, of course. Addiction is something that is crippling our globe, our nation. Substance abuse is, is obviously on the rise and so many people plagued uh, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, but we're talking today about uncommon addictions. Uh, we know the evils of substance abuse. That We have thousands of rehabilitation centers throughout the country, uh, some with, with uh, religious and Christian affiliations, many without. But what about other addictions? What about modern-day addictions? What about bondages and vices and addictions that young adults go through, teens... Uh, adults of the like that that they can't shake. This is interesting. The actual word addiction is actually derived from a Latin term for enslaved by or bound to, which is interesting. Addiction, enslaved by or bound to. I have some different sources here. I searched about our producers and myself searched probably about a dozen different websites and they, they, they all say a lot of the same things about modern-day addictions. Here's some modern-day addictions. Uh, th- some of these things you would never consider an addiction, but we'll get into that in a little bit on, on exactly why they would a- absolutely be classified as, as an addiction. One of the things that always shows up on the top of the list, believe it or not, is work, workaholism. I'm going to read you a little blurb from uh, some, of our, some of our sources here. We used... Uh, addiction.com is a source. We used an overseas uh, source uh, from the UK, standard.com. We use, uh, let's see, Nurses Health Study uh, and a couple other ones, which I don't have off the top of my head here, but the Shulman Center, which you're going to hear about in a few minutes. Workaholism, very much encouraged in the modern commercial world where every minute spent working can mean increased earnings. But all work and no play can lead to total burnout, and workaholics usually don't realize there's a problem until things go badly wrong. T- here's, a, here's an interesting one. Teeth whitening addiction. Known as bleaching junkies, these addicts have made teeth whitening the top requested cosmetic dental procedure, increasing by 300% over the past few years. It may seem harmless, but the consequences can be as horrible as other addictions. Excessive teeth sensitivity, bleeding gums, and transparent teeth are common. This is just because people want whiter teeth. Uh, one that's kind of along those lines. That's definitely uh, an addiction. It's it's a tanning addiction, otherwise known as tanorexia. Uh, it refers to obviously the addiction of tanning. Doctors are concerned about tanning and advise against the use of tanning beds as they have been proven to be carcinogenic. I think the jury's kind of out on that. I've heard doctors say uh, both ways, but the bottom line is people are people are addicted to it. This is from. The American Association for Cancer Research. One in five young white women who have used a tanning bed in the past year exhibit signs of dependence on the activity. The women who were labeled as having a tanning addiction strongly believed in the physical and mood-boosting benefits they experienced after a tanning session. They were convinced it enhanced their appearance and attitude, ultimately making them feel better about themselves. This is unbelievable how things like, it's not just work, uh, There's and there's so many more. We're going to not talk about all of them, but we're going to talk about a bunch. 
There's love addictions. There's internet addictions. There's teeth whitening addictions, tanning addictions. What is an addiction? It's anything that you can't live without. It's something that you 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 need to have. Your mind uh, sends a signal to the rest of your body. Your brain sends a signal to the rest of your, of your body that you just can't live without whatever the thing is. Um, it doesn't have to be something physical. Some of the things we named are, some of them are. Listen to this blurb on internet addiction. Constant, unstoppable, obsessive internet browsing that becomes a daily routine and where any interruption causes irritability may well indicate the presence of an internet addiction disorder. Psychiatrists are now acknowledging the mood-altering effects of online pornography, gambling, gaming, networking, and blogging. In some countries, internet addiction has become such a serious social problem that recovery programs have been put in place. The last one I'm going to tell you about and then we're going to have a little dialogue here with some guests that we brought in. Is one that I thought was interesting. Uh, one of our producers found it. It's a shopping slash hoarding slash stealing addiction. Okay, and this is from the Shulman Center for Compulsive Theft, Spending, and Hoarding. This treatment center was founded by a former drug and alcohol addiction counselor because he recognized the growing yet undertreated epidemics of compulsive stealing, spending, and hoarding. A couple of things here strike me as interesting. Number one, shopping and stealing are in the same, it's the same, it's the same recovery program. In other words, someone who has a shopping addiction, they're so addicted to shopping that if they don't have the money, they have to steal it. In other words, they're, they're, they're hook, line, and sinker addicted to needing to shop for whatever it is. If it's clothes, if it's shoes, if it's uh, whatever um, they, they they actually just steal it if they if they don't have the money uh, that this is these, these are things that a lot of modern uh, day people are going through yet they're not talked about we're pouring millions and millions of dollars into substance abuse recovery programs which we need we're, we're affiliated right here at abundant life where, where we're recording this podcast from with multiple substance abuse programs but there is a need for dialogue and there is a need for deliverance in some of these other areas that have nothing to do that we uh, that we named before. Now we have two guests in here today, and uh, both of them I know very well. We have uh, Matt Sec. He's one of our uh, young adult leaders in in uh, the Embark Ministries and the Refuel uh, movements and initiatives that we're doing. And we have somebody else that I know very well. He's actually my father, and he is he is our senior pastor at Abundant Life. Again, where we're recording this podcast from. And I asked them both to come in and share a little bit about their stories. Both of them delivered from bondages in their lives. Both of them came through different addictive tendencies and, 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 and realized that they had addictive personalities. And we want to share a little bit of their stories. So first of all, gentlemen, thank you for coming in today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. And let me just get your take on some of the things that we read, first of all, did you, I, I didn't prep you for any of these things. What do you think about some of the, uh, Matt, we'll start with you. What'd you think about some of the, the blurbs that we read? Well, I, I think that, you know, I didn't even think that teeth whitening or tanning would be an addiction. I, I think that's, that's insane. And, um, you know, you were saying the shopping and stealing and hoarding, that's all, all really the same addiction and that I never even thought of that so I, I thought that was very interesting I, mean, I would I, me I would never think of those as addictions right and I think most people would agree with you which is yeah. why this stuff has flown under the radar as uh, addictions just some other top ones that are plaguing uh, the globe uh, internet mobile device addictions, social media addiction food addictions uh, sex addictions, love addictions interesting that sex and love completely different addictions as classified 
uh, television addictions, exercise addictions, man, you name it and you can make an addiction out of something if you're not careful and don't live a well-balanced life spiritually, emotionally, and, uh, and and across the board. Not good to pour into any of, of, of not, not good to be dependent on these things. Uh, I, I'm, th- these two guys here, they're going to share a little bit of their stories. I don't have a um, experience with an addiction per se, so I'm going to just kind of turn it over to them, and I'm interested. I'm interested. Now, Now I recognize that I could have an addictive personality, which, which many people do, which is kind of one of the reason I never got headlong into anything, but I'm interested to hear what they have to say, uh, the trouble that they got themselves into, and, and, and how did they get out, because there's many young adults that you might even be listening, and you're saying, you know, one of the things that were named or one of the things that weren't named. Uh, I have an addiction in my life. I have a bondage in my life, and and I I want to I need help getting out of it. So we're 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 going to try to do that. We're going to try to practically and spiritually give you some answers uh, to that today. But before I do that, I want to ask you guys your opinion on this. Last May, I believe, uh, the Supreme Court uh, passed a a order to have uh, the states decide whether gambling should be legal. Uh, as opposed to in, in 1992 when it was made a federal law that in most states gambling was illegal. Now, this is sports gambling, if I'm not mistaken. I think this is betting on sports. Uh, but th- but this has completely trans- transformed the the sports culture. Now, you don't have to go meet a bookie behind you know uh, the alley in, 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 a, in a weird street. Now, you can do it legal. You can do it online. I don't know if gambling was in any of your pasts, either of your past, but but being people that understand addiction, what's your what's your perspective on the new laws that were passed a few months back on that? Well, anything that controls your life could become an addiction. When you're not in control of your life any longer, meaning that you can't wake up in the morning and say, this is what I'll do, you know, this morning, this afternoon, and this evening, and if you're unable to do those things because something has a stronger hold or a greater grip on your life, we call that life controlling. And anything that controls somebody's life that causes them to bring detriment, harm, danger, or the like into their lives obviously is a bad problem right an addiction and as i said before i believe addiction has its root in a wounded spirit or some void in somebody's life maybe in yesteryear maybe Mm -hmm. when they were a child so okay we legalize gambling but there's going to be people and the predictions you know are not you know you're not going out on a limb for this people are going to get extremely bound up in this gambling that will control their lives. Right. There'll be people that lose their life savings, people that lose their homes, people that lose their dignity because of a bet. <laughs> now, the other side of that, I've heard people say those people were addicted anyway and they were doing it illegally. Now, maybe there's there's a better chance now that it's legal that they won't, that they won't destroy their lives. What would you say to that? Well, I think we can argue both sides, but I think... The stats lean heavily toward if you've never 
um, opened up your life to something now that it's quote legal. Well, let me try it. Maybe, yep. you know, maybe, you know, I oversee a drug and alcohol rehab. And after I've interviewed hundreds of men over the past 20 years, I asked them often, how did you start? Well, I started with a glass of whatever. I started with a, a bone, a joint, whatever. Um, you know, now that, that marijuana is legal in, in certain states, it's easier, it's more accessible. Mm -hmm. You go to the store and buy it. Um, those things c cause people to become addicted. Right. And were either of you guys, uh, was gambling part of uh, an, an addiction in either of your life? No, no, I, I never personally struggled with gambling. Um, but go, going back to your question that you just asked uh, your dad, um, I kind of see it a little bit differently, not that I completely agree with everything he said, but um, a lot of people, you know, like look at people who are addicted to heroin. I mean, heroin's illegal and you have, you know, ha I wonder what the percentages of people who are addicted to heroin. Right. Um, case in point is, you know, if you have if you if you've been abused, if you've been hurt and you're looking for something to fill that void, you're going to do anything to get it. So, I mean, whether it's illegal or illegal, I, I don't really think that it matters. Yeah, I think, sure. I think either way you're going to do it. If you want to gamble, you're going to do it. Right. Well, that's that's going back to the addiction. Yep. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter if it's legal or not. Not to say that uh, it was a good decision to, to legalize the gambling, but what, you're exactly right. I think someone that's classified as addicted to something, they're doing it regardless, whether it's gambling, whether it's heroin, or whether it's tanning, right? Yep. Uh, okay, let's get into a little bit of your stories. Matt, you are 25 years old, 26? Yeah, 25. 25 years old. Uh, we met you a couple of years back, and I know there was multiple areas of, of your life that, that you would consider addictions. Uh, we know that substance abuse was a problem for you in the past, but we're not talking about that today. You have an interesting one, and, and I think it's extremely relevant to a lot of teens today, a lot of young adults today. Talk a little bit about the addiction that you had. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you said, you know, I was addicted to drugs and, and alcohol and, and really anything. Um, I have an incredibly addictive, extreme personality. And uh, when I was little, you know, you asked me, you were, you, you were like, you know, is, did you have any other addictions other than substance abuse? And the one thing that I thought of was, now that I think of it, is the first addiction that I had, and, and that, that's video games. When, you know, when I was real little, I got addicted to video games, you know, and, and what what led into that was... I mean, I didn't grow up in a, in a good household, you know, I was abused by my dad, and um, I didn't have the best home life, so, you know, that goes back to what, what your dad was saying about having that, that hole that you want to fill with something, and I also um, got kind of led into it, because my parents gave it to me, they gave me video games to kind of try to subdue me, because I was so rowdy, I, you know, I was a bad kid, I would always be getting into trouble, mm -hmm. so they would kind of, you know, they, they got it for me to to give me a distraction almost to keep me kind of subdued and that led into an addiction from a very young age now did you ever feel like well first of all what age are we talking about um i was playing video games as young as like seven or eight years old right and that and that how many years would you consider yourself you know addicted to it um till about a couple of years ago when when i first got saved right so you so you're we're talking like you know Almost my whole life. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. We're talking like a decade, a decade and a half yep. of, of, uh, of, of playing video games. Now, we're not, saying that, we're not saying that playing video games is wrong. We're not saying browsing the internet is wrong. We're not saying that going tanning is wrong necessarily. But again, you felt like you were dependent on, on, the, on the game. Like how many hours a day would you play? Oh, man. So the, there's this one game. It's called World of Warcraft. I don't know anybody listening. I don't know if you know this game, but 
Um, it, at one point, it had over 15 million people playing it around right. around the entire world. And um, I started playing that when I was around 12 years old. And uh, I would I would spend 16 hours a day, sometimes 20, sometimes. I mean, one time I played three days straight with no sleep, no food, just just going straight with this video game. So it, it consumed my life. Let's, now let's pause there for a second and just let the audience digest that. And you're you're not you're not hyping that up. There's no, there was days that not. you would play 16 hours of video games. Oh yeah, during during the summer, I mean. You know, um, I wasn't in school, so my parents, they had no problem with me doing that because, like I said, I, I would go out and get in trouble. I, would, I You know, I got arrested several times before the age of 16, so they were more than happy for me to be playing video games. And, and during the summer, I would 100% play 16 hours a day. Okay. I, would, I would go to sleep, dream about it, and wake up. I couldn't wait to get on the computer and play it. So I got to ask you now because I'm a 32-year-old 30, that my definition of a video game is is playing Super Mario Brothers in a Game Boy. I haven't played a video game in years, and I know it's different today. Uh, people in our generation, listeners in our generation that are that are my age or so, you you know what I'm talking about. It was it was popping those cartridges in a Super Nintendo and playing for an hour or two and and moving on. But it's all different today, right, Matt? It's 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 um you you you're the first person in the game. You're you're online with other gamers, right? Yep. So can you can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I I did play those those games with the cartridges, and um, you know, for most people, it is it is about you know just popping in, play for an hour or two. But I I, I would I would want to get everything done in the video game possible, everything that was made through the video game that was possible, I would want to complete. And you know, as the years went by, they started making video games a lot larger. Um, they started making role playing games, which you know, you basically make your own character and you, 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 you literally just go into another world. Like you enter another world and you're living in that life and you completely disband from all reality. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And do you, do you know without obviously naming names, do you know other young adults today that are addicted to video games? Oh, most definitely. I, I know of, um, you know, several people who, who they won't come out and hang out and fellowship with their friends because, you know, they, they, they want to go home and play this video game. They want to go home and get the new content that came out and, and, and beat the new levels. Right. And, and, you know, now for, for somebody of your generation, do you think that this is, no one can debate that drugs are a problem. Alcohol is a problem. Do you, do you think that video games are an actual like problem amongst your generation? Addictively speaking, you know, I, I actually really do because like I said, I, I see it consume people's lives. I see people choose uh, the video game worlds over reality. They choose, um, you know, developing their character in the video game instead of developing their character in real life. And I also see it even, um, like I said, with my parents, they kind of let me have it to subdue me. I see it even with little children with the iPads and the and the phones. Like right. parents just let them have it just to like to to, to keep their kids quiet. They just sure, let them sure. play these video games and and not really learn how to be social and and learn how to, you know, communicate properly. Yeah, no, that's really good. Dad, feel free to comment on that or you can you can share a little bit of your story, uh, whatever 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 route you want to go here. No, I'm, I, this is uh, this is amazing to me hearing this someone playing video games for 16 hours a day. You know, um I, I my my video experience uh, was Pac-Man. Right, right. So, you know, that that wasn't something but again, anything can be can be used we have an enemy and the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy lives. And the enemy will, will use anything to get kids or young and old alike to, to get into what we would call extreme bondage 
or, or a life-controlling situation. Right. So what about you? What's, what are some, some addictions that you found yourself in before you turned your life around? Well, you know, I, I, um, I had a strained, at best, I had a strained relationship with my dad at a young age. And that, that morphed into, into things worse where there was disconnection. My father wasn't an alcoholic, wasn't a drug addict, wasn't a gambler. He was a good father, but he wasn't home a, a, a lot because he worked so hard. And as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old kid into my teen years, you can't process that all. You're very self-centered as a teenager, and you don't understand all that is going on, especially a, a father working hard to provide for his family. Obviously, I understood that better when I became a, a, a father, etc. But... um. My my anger, I had an anger, really a rage issue, and my anger and rage was root, rooted into, into that wounded little boy that was inside of me. As I got older, obviously, I grew in size and stature, but my heart, my emotions were stunted, were dwarfed right. because I maintained you stop growing emotionally at the point of pain and hurt emotionally. And so... Um, Anger and rage was something that was a part of my life. I didn't just lose it once in a while. I was engaged with, with, with rage and fights nearly every day. Did something every day. Right. Uh, at the end of the day, I was extremely um, sorry for that because not only did I get hurt, I hurt others. But I had no control, that's the key word, control over this rage in my life. So let me let me ask you this. Most people would consider. So you're saying you were you were addicted to anger and and addicted to rage, basically. Yeah, because it because it controlled my life. Now now most people would consider an addiction something that they want to go out and do that turns into a, a problem: drugs, alcohol, the the, the shopping, the, the food, the tanning. Nobody wants to be angry. So so was it was it something that subconsciously you went to because you felt it it fed something in your life like you know what why would you be addicted to being angry yeah that's a great question well it it grew into a a um high right right that's how i got high okay. if you will so so you just know, like a drug addict you know absolutely. gets high with their thing when you get into a fight when you get angry that that appeased that absolutely. need for 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 that absolutely i would that's I, interesting I, my heart start racing i get excited i'm going to have a confrontation with somebody so matt you're 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 you can't relate with the the anger but he said something interesting uh he said that that he would get kind of a high from when he would would go out and look for confrontation ways to kind of let that anger out can you relate with that with the video games? Like, was there is there a is there a high with it? Because I've heard some some uh, some people say like things that would would imply the opposite. Like you like kids that play video games all day they they get you know you call them a zombie. So you know like what 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 is what is that in relation to internet addiction, social media addictions, video games? Is there a high that you you get or how does that work? Oh, there there absolutely is a high, and um, it's even just uh, scientifically proven that playing video games or anything with the internet social media it releases dopamine in right, your brains right. which is you know that's that's like the high chemical right and um yeah i mean with with video games um you said you know a lot of people think you know they look like a zombie which which may be the case a lot you know because it it does take you away from this world but even even people on drugs you know they look like zombies but they're getting high every time they do it um so yeah i mean every time i i, I played video games that 
you you could feel like when the dopamine release could you just feel like yes like here like here i am like i'm back i'm back in this this world this different world i, I get to i get to leave my pain and my emotions and, and just come into this other world so right. so let's talk about this dopamine for a second because you open the door to it uh this is something that i definitely wanted to 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 broach and, and you brought it up you're saying when you played the video games that that dopamine uh, was released. You're absolutely right. Dopamine, and my first, actually, my first introduction on what dopamine was uh, was a video that I saw a few years ago. If you if you YouTube millennials in the workplace, uh, Simon Sinek is being uh, interviewed, and he kind of goes into what dopamine is and 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 the the influence that it has on our uh, generation today. But dopamine is 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 releasing your brain um, underneath the cerebral cortex. And it's it's commonly referred to like as the the uh, the, the brain pleasure center. Uh, I've heard it called the pleasure drug, you know, stuff like that. And it's released uh, in drug abuse. It's it's anything from nicotine, you know, tobacco, cigarettes to heroin. Um, it causes a huge ingesting one of those things. You know, if you're if you're smoking, if you're doing drugs, it releases a huge surge. Of dopamine, and here's the thing: it's not just with substances. The same dopamine that gets released to someone who's shooting heroin and that pleasure that they're feeling, the brain registers it the same exact way uh, when when you go through a a uh, sexual encounter, um, a satisfying meal, a monetary reward, feeling affirmed by by somebody. The same dopamine is released, and that's where these this addiction starts. Um, it's not just about drugs. It's about anything that you feel really good about, and that's when uh, addictions can start. When there's so much dopamine released, you get you really you're getting addicted to the feeling of 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 of, of what you're feeling inside your body. That that dopamine being released, you get addicted to that feeling, which leads you to search out and seek out whatever gave you that feeling. Uh, it also plays a major role in in learning and memory. Just like if you would uh, give a dog a treat when they do something that you want. Uh, we, 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 we watch different, a couple different dogs and, and I know what it's like to want the dog to do something and when you train them and they think they're getting a treat, they'll, they'll do it. This is kind of the same thing. When that dopamine is released, yes, it's the pleasure uh, that, that's getting uh, you know, uh, satisfied, but it's also learning and memory. Um, it interacts, dopamine interacts with another uh, uh, neurotransmitter, glutamate, which it takes over the brain system of reward-related learning. So in other words, you're kind of uh, training yourself to, your, your brain is getting trained to, to seek out that feeling. Uh, when it has that feeling of pleasure, it's, it's you're, you're getting trained to seek it out and go further and, and, and go back to it. And uh, this, is, this is another part of what the dopamine actually does. And again, the chemical of pleasure, the chemical that, that is releasing your brain when you feel affirmed in some way. And, and you talk about, you know, a generation 20 or 30 years ago, it's totally different today. They're looking for their affirmation through the amount of likes on their Instagram page or the amount of likes on their tweets or, or the amount of, uh, you know, social media activity. This is a this is a this is becoming an addiction amongst a new generation today. They're looking not for affirmation from just from parents or authority figures, people that 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 it's needed from. They're 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 looking other places, and when they're not getting that, 
their their lives are falling apart. You know, they're going into they're going into. Uh, we just watched the video, Matt and I, before this of a kid who wasn't getting what he wanted and and losing his mind and you know freaking out. This is becoming a major major problem amongst this next generation. What what do you guys think about that? Well, how about just just the, the sugar addiction that we have in this nation? Right. We ha- we lead the world in child obesity, lead the world, and it is a scientific fact that taking and consuming large amounts of sugar releases this chemical, you know? Dopamine? Yes, absolutely. And there's a connection between that and kids that are addicted to sugar. So you're saying so you're saying that dopamine is released when sugar is is consumed. Yes. So the chemical that makes sense, the chemical of pleasure, dopamine is re- that's interesting. That's right. really interesting. And and and, and consequently we, we lead the world in child obesity and, right. and, and adult obesity, and we have mega problems in this nation because of that. Now, nurses, nurses, uh, nurses' health study says that around 5 to 6% of the general population has a food addiction. Mm-hmm. Now, that may sound low, 5 to 6%, but what do we have, 7 billion people on, on the planet? You do the math. Five percent, six percent of that—that is a—that is a massive amount of people that have a food addiction, and I bet you a lot of those people is is in sugar. What you're talking about? Yeah, and 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 food manufacturers are not are not ignorant of this. They they put certain things, especially we talk in processed food. They put certain things in that processed food that will cause you to be addicted. Why do you can't? Why can't you pass that? fast food restaurant right. without driving through the drive-through and picking up a couple burger there's something in those those fast food things that cause right. your body to desire there are people that are addicted to fast food absolutely unbelievable now okay let's bring a full circle and let's talk about how we can overcome some of these addictions how we can how we can say no you know some people will say that don't have addictive personalities if they're talking to somebody who does, well, just just say no, just refuse it. It's not as easy for that for someone who is his is all in. Someone that's addicted, maybe even to one of the things that we t- we were talking about today, it's not as easy as just putting it down or going cold turkey. Right. Uh, so, uh, Matt, how did you shake the video game addiction, and for that matter, some of the other addictions in your life? Yeah, well, um, uh, up to leading to you know, I found the Lord uh, about four years ago. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, and um, you know, my whole life I didn't know Him. I was an atheist, and you know, I, I went from one addiction addiction to another. Um, you know, sometimes when I was wasn't addicted to video games, um, you know, because I went through seasons of it, I would I would sell my video games to get drugs, and then you know, I would I would be wanting to stop doing drugs, so I would get video games to try to distract me from drugs, and that was the case when I got saved. Um, you know, one habit enabling the other. Yeah, exactly. It's just replacing one addiction with the other instead right. of getting free from them. And um, you know, until until I knew Jesus, Jesus um, helped me to get free from drugs and alcohol. And um, you know, immediately when I, when I got saved, I was a new Christian, and I got video games again. You know, I got them to try to like keep my mind off off going back to drugs to keep myself distracted. And I started feeling really convicted about it, and I was thinking, I was like, you know, what what fruit is coming of this? There, there's nothing being produced, and I'm wasting so much of my time, and, and, and none of this is glorifying to God, which, you know, that became my passion for my life. I, I received purpose to glorify God with my life. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so once I made once I made that my goal to glorify God, um, 
you know, I, I, I sold my, all my video games and I, I never, um, you know, I never was addicted to them again. Right. Now, do you ever feel like uh, an urge to, you know, go back and, and, and play for several hours? Is that basically just something that's in the past? No, I can, I can honestly say that that's been, that's been, you know, killed in my life. That's, that's dead. So that's something. So, so Matt, Matt, you're saying something that's a physical, was a physical addiction for you. Uh, video games are something you could wrap your hands around literally and you shook that. That anger is something that you can't just go cold turkey from. So what's your story? How did you get free from this this anger and rage addiction? And then specifically how you would act on that? Uh, you know, trying to get in confrontations with people. How did that how did that stop for you? Well, in, in the height of my rage, I mean it got so bad that if someone cut me off on the on the road that I would travel miles to to catch that person to try to rip them out of their car and and you know get involved, you know, physically with them. Um, in the meantime, I developed also an idolatry addiction, meaning because in a weird way, I was trying to reach out to God for help, and I didn't understand how to reach God. And so the best I was able to do was just um, bow down and, and worship statues and idols. Right. And that, that just another addiction was added into my life. So at the height of this, at 21 years old, I have rage in my life, uncontrollable rage. Um, I'm bowing down to statues one to two hours a day that no one knew about, all done in private. But I, it became uh, it became a superstitious thing to me. Also, if I didn't do it, I thought I would something would happen to me. Right. So here so I. So you were am. dependent on it. I'm very dependent on it. I had a, I had rituals I did every day. Um, I guess in a weird way, trying to reach out to God somehow. But it became a, an addiction to, to, in my life. I couldn't go to, I couldn't wake up in the morning without bowing down to statues. Couldn't go to sleep at night without bowing down to statues. Mm. And that got me more angry because I knew deep down in my heart that probably wasn't the way to go. Right. So I think the first thing that I did that anybody I believe has to do is open up your eyes and admit that there is something that is greater than you. Right, right. That has control over your life. Right. They say first step to recovery is admitting you have a problem. It's very important. If I'm in denial and I was, I was, oh no, I don't, I don't have an anger problem. No, I just had a bit. When you're in denial, you will never get help. Consequently, never get free. So the first step toward freedom, being released from a stronghold, a life controlling problem that, that is greater than what you can bear is admitting, okay, I can't beat this thing. It has total control over my life, and I need help. Wow. So, what was that moment for you? What was the what was the uh, no pun intended? Come. To, what was the come to Jesus moment for you? I was at the pinnacle, the zenith of my frustration. Here I am, a, a young man at 21 years old. I have an excellent job. I'm in the gym business. I'm making money hands over fist. I got a fancy sports car I'm driving. I got everything I want in life, what they say you, you should have in life to be happy. And I am one miserable, empty, void young man. And that made my frustration level to the ceiling. And God in his mercy sent me somebody to tell me that the Lord Jesus could set me free. Didn't know my problem, but just said those words. And that was my, my quest to find out if this Jesus, now all I knew about Jesus is a man that died on the cross, but right. my quest was now to get to know him. One 
one evening coming home from the gym, I said these words. I said, God, I don't know if this man is telling me the truth, but if you can free me from this rage and this idolatry, because I knew it was idolatry. I knew that from my religious roots. I will serve you for the rest of my life. I prayed that prayer. I mean, I talked it. I guess it was a prayer, but I just said it to God in a car driving home. And what happened to me in the next few moments was amazing, incredible, and supernatural. Um, I was totally set free of rage, totally set free, that moment of idolatry. So it, it wasn't, it didn't take a couple of weeks to, to not feel like that anymore? Or my, it was I know everybody's experience is different. My experience was absolutely radical, immediate, and in a moment. Wow. That was the power. The first time I've experienced the power of God in my life. I went home thinking I would bow down to the statues and I had no desire to, had no desire to, 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 to be angry, no desire, you know, for, I, I recognized the next day that I drove to work with, with no problems. Right, said, wow, right. This was really amazing to me. And you can't deny those changes when you live a certain way for so many years and you're addicted to something for so long and all of a sudden that's gone. That's undeniable. I tried many times to stop the rage. I could not stop the idolatry. Right. But I tried many times waking up in the morning and saying, I will not have a fight this day. I will not have a confrontation this day. I mean, I brought it into the ball field. I brought it into the educational realm. I brought it into the workforce. I, I brought that rage into every place of my life. Right. And I would say, I'm not going to do it today, and I'd fail miserably. Matt, I'm sure you can relate with that too. When the addictions to uh, the internet stuff, the gaming stuff, social media, drugs, alcohol. When that le- when that left after uh, you know accepting Christ, that's undeniable. Absolutely. Listen, I don't know how many teens, young adults today, adults uh, of the like are are addicted. If these statistics that we gave you before are any uh, are are any um, tip off for that, there are hundreds and hundreds and th- of thousands of people that are addicted to something in life and it's it's a concern it's something that needs to be talked about we encourage you even if you're listening to this podcast and and you're addicted to something talk to somebody about it right uh, i'm sure you guys would would agree yeah. keeping yeah. that stuff to yourself trying to figure it out yourself is probably not the yeah. best way to handle yeah. it i would want the listening audience to understand whether you're old whether you're young whether you're addicted to to tanning or whether you're addicted to food or whether you're addicted to drugs or alcohol whatever, sex, pornography, listen, somebody understands. There are people that understand that are here to help you, to encourage you, to counsel you, to pray with you if need be. People need to understand they're not alone with their addiction. There are a lot of people that have been helped and are free now that are available more than, more than able to help and, and heal your heart. Absolutely. Talk to somebody. Talk to God. Uh, you know, if you've never done that before, it's as easy as talking to a friend. You had two. You listened to two people here that gave you a story of how they were completely changed from addictions because of finding a relationship with God. So that's not just superstition. It's not just myth. It worked for these two guys, and I know so many other people in my life that it's worked for as well. And listen, if you're if you're uh, battling addiction today, I want you to go to alwcw.com. That's the website of our church that we again we were we record this podcast from. Uh, my name is Joe Arminio. I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm one of the pastors here at Abundant Life. One of our guests, my father, he's the senior pastor here, and Matt, our other guest, he's also on staff here. We want to help you. 
our ministry wants to help you, you can go on alwcw.com to get more information on our ministry. You can even call the number 973-463-9455. If it's substance abuse, we can point you in the right direction. If it's a if it's a vice or a bondage of a different kind, we can help you through that too. Listen, what, what my dad just said in closing is very important. You're not alone. If you're battling addiction today, if you know somebody who's battling addiction, they are not alone. There's other people that know what they're going through. There's other people who have, have, have been through it and that can help. And there's people out there that can help you or help them through it. Don't delay. Don't put it off. Don't be in denial. Admit you have a problem and start to take the steps necessary to, recover, to, to, to recovery and better spiritual health, better physical health, and better emotional health. We'll see you next time. 